you know, if you're not eating enough, you're not going to be able to, to lift loads of weight. Quite quickly, the training kind of stopped being about losing weight for me, and it was more about gaining strength. Feeling strong, like that feeling is just amazing. Hello and welcome to A Slice in Time with me, Linda, host of Woodlands. What I didn't learn in medical school, a platform for discussing topics crucial to health that are typically not taught, glossed over, or approached from the wrong angles in medicine and public discourse. As always, keep up to date by following Woodlands on Instagram and Twitter and check out show notes and more content on my website, lindadoes.com. Please also note that this is a podcast for education and entertainment purposes only and should not be taken as medical advice. This week's episode was recorded together with the amazing Chris from Plant Power Prep UK. In July, when all the gyms were closed, they've opened back up again, but please follow government recommendations wherever you are in terms of going to the gym and exercising. We spoke about powerlifting and building muscle while following a plant-based diet, training for strength versus physique, and feeling comfortable in your body. Without further ado, let's just get into it if you could just introduce yourself a bit and tell the listeners what you do. So my name's Chris, I'm 28 and I'm originally from Germany, but I've lived in Scotland for about five years now. Um, and I'm a plant-based competitive powerlifter, so that means I compete in powerlifting. Um, and I'm also actually going to do my first strong woman competition in December this year. So it's like strongman, but like obviously for women. Um, so yeah, quite into all kind of strength sports in general um, and then also a plant-based so vegan diet while, while doing strength sports really um, and I've been strength training consistently for about three years now um, and with that I really got into nutrition as well and just like understanding of how to best fuel for an active lifestyle rather than you know restricting your diet um, so at the beginning of this year, I started my own meat prep business in Edinburgh. So I'm just kind of starting that up um, and just trying to help people fit a healthy diet into their lifestyle, really. That's awesome. That's so exciting. <laughs> and uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about the definition and sort of benefits of resistance training. And then, of course, focusing on your experience, too. Yeah. But yeah, resistance training sounds a bit weird, but it essentially is just any exercise where you're training your muscles like your main muscle groups yeah and powerlifting is just one type of it you can also do just like bodyweight exercises and I don't know yoga pilates things like that but what is powerlifting like how does it differ from other types of weightlifting yeah so obviously as you said resistance training basically just means that you're improving your muscle strength and your muscle endurance so it's kind of any form of you're moving your body against any form of resistance so it could be weights but it could also just be resistant bands or it could just be you know your body weight um so powerlifting is just a type of strength training so strength training resistance training is pretty much interchangeable um so powerlifting um, focuses on three compound movements um, and compound movement really just means that you're using multiple muscle groups at the same time so instead of just doing an isolation movement which would for example, be a bicep curl, you know, you're just using your bicep. Um, a compound movement just means that you're using different muscle groups at the same time. So you're pretty much just moving your entire body. Um, and the three compound movements that powerlifting um, include are the squat and the bench press and the deadlift. So in competition, you have three attempts for each of the exercises, if you want to call it that. 
um, and you just kind of try to go obviously as heavy as possible um, and then it you know there's also Olympic weightlifting for example which has just it's just different um, movements that you're doing so for Olympic weightlifting for example you would do a clean and jerk um, and, a, and a snatch um, so that's kind of the, the main differentiator between um, all of all of those kind of strength training types if you want to call it that cool I actually didn't know that it was just those three moves yeah so I don't know what I thought <laughs> <laughs> it's just the, so obviously I do um other things on top of that because obviously I as I said isolation movements like you know bicep curls or tricep extension or things like that will also benefit your compound movements because if you're getting one specific muscle group stronger you're obviously improving your overall strength as well so it's not like I only squat bench and deadlift Mm. those are the three that you do in competition and the three that pretty much your whole training um focuses on okay gotcha whenever I sort of see these cool people lifting super heavy Mm. I'm just in awe and I'm like oh they must have done this for ages and (laughs) they must be a special breed of human but that's not true is it no, not at all. Um, I mean, you know, I've only really started powerlifting um, competitively last year. Um, and I've, I've done strength training before, but I wouldn't say on the kind of same level um, as I as I train now. Um, and there's lots of people, I mean, there's even people that are already, I don't know, in their 40s, and they're just starting out powerlifting. I've met so many, that's the one thing that I really like about powerlifting. It's like the whole community of people, it's very supportive. And like, very welcome in and in Scotland in specific you know everyone knows everyone in the powerlifting community and it's 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 a really nice community and you know you see people from all areas and all kind of you know ages and and all body types and you know um it's not just for for a specific breed of of people Yeah, that's great to know. And we'll be talking a little bit, I think, as well about how people can get involved if they're interested. Mm-hmm. Could you just also talk a little bit? I know you've mentioned this before, but how you personally got into lifting? Yeah, sure. So um, when I was younger, um, I kind of always did some sort of sports, but not really to very high level. I kind of dipped in and out of different things. I did dance for a bit, horse riding, football, tennis, but nothing really stuck that much like I really enjoyed football I did that for quite a while but then you know I just ended up giving up again um because I just yeah just lost interest really um Mm. and then during my teenager years I didn't really do a lot um and then obviously that meant that you know if you have quite a sedentary lifestyle you put on quite a bit of weight as well so I was always a bit chubby and then um when I was 19 I moved to London and I decided right you know I'm gonna join the gym um, and you know lose some weight and that was kind of the first time I was introduced to to weightlifting uh, strength training in general so there was a few PTs at the gym in London and that kind of just showed us uh, me and my friend different things and I really enjoyed it but at the same time at that point I didn't have any idea about nutrition at all so you know I thought if I wanted to lose weight I pretty much just have to starve myself Um, Mm. and I was vegetarian at the point I wasn't vegan but um I had no clue about, you know, protein intake or anything like that. So I was losing weight, but I didn't really see much progress in the gym in terms of the strength training, because obviously, you know, if you're not eating enough, you're not going to be able to to lift loads of weight. Um, so I then moved back to Hamburg, um, where I'm from originally, 
and um, I was at uni there and again kind of stopped going to the gym again and then I signed up again at some point um, and the good thing was I had a very good friend of mine who signed up with me so um, I think that really helped me to just get motivated and kind of keep accountable because you know if if you're going with a friend and you're not feeling up for it you're gonna actually have to message a friend and be like listen I'm not gonna you know yeah. show up today so it's kind of just pushing you a little bit harder to actually go um, and again, there was a really nice PT at the gym there who showed us different things that we didn't know before. And that was probably the first time I was introduced to like the squat and the deadlift. Mm-hmm. And we followed a, a specific training plan called German body composition. And I really enjoyed that. But then again, I moved. So for me, it's always kind of just like, you know, lifestyle changes. And if you get out of your routine, it kind of just takes a while to get back into it which makes absolute sense and I think it's probably the same for everyone so when I moved to Edinburgh five years ago again got out of my routine I didn't have my friend anymore to train with so I didn't do anything for about two years and again put on quite a lot of weight and then at some point I just didn't feel comfortable in my own skin anymore and I thought you know what I'm going to sign up for the gym again and that's when I really fell in love with training and started strength training properly so that would be about three years ago And at the beginning, again, um, I was going with a friend of mine and that really helped me gain confidence in the gym because, you know, now it's quite funny to think because I'm always come across quite confident and, you know, happy with being a muscly girl. But at the beginning, I found it quite hard to just go in the free weight section in my gym by myself and find it quite intimidating to just be surrounded by, you know, lots of big guys. So having a friend there again, that really helped me. Um, and then I kind of started educating myself about calories and macronutrients and, you know, d- d- protein intake and things like that. Quite quickly, the training kind of stopped being about losing weight for me and it was more about gaining strength. So I started setting myself specific strength goals that I wanted to hit, like, you know, a, a specific weight for a different exercise and things like that. And then I was kind of, I kind of heard about powerlifting and people kept saying to me like, oh, you know, you're quite strong. You should, you should try powerlifting. And I thought, oh, I don't know how I feel about competing. And um, cause I'm not really, you know, I don't really like that much attention on myself, but mm-hmm. um, I thought it's, it's good to have a goal. So um, having that competition really helps to set goals and kind of stick to your training. Um, so a friend of mine signed up for a competition and she's like, oh, you know, do you just come and, and, and join me so I thought you know what I'm just going to do it so I signed up um, and did my first competition at the end of last year and at the same time I also got a coach um, just to kind of help me it's manage- manageable to do strength training if you're just doing it you know to feel better or to feel stronger but on a competitive level it's I think it's definitely beneficial to have a coach yeah that's how I how I got to powerlifting really mm. that was quite a long story so no that's great <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I think a lot of people can relate to sort of being really intimidated initially. If you're not like a very confident cis man, I think that you kind of need to fake it till you make it initially. And I know that I, um, I knew that like the squat racks and stuff, I was like, oh, that looks interesting. And I enjoyed doing stuff with free weights and like, like Mm -hmm. dumbbells and the weight machines. And I actually signed up to something called ladies lifting at the university, which, uh, yeah, like, I don't like the name because it's a bit cringy, but it was actually really useful to just kind of introduce us so we could kind of know how to use all the weights and plates. And yeah, then we could just kind of walk in as if we kind of owned the place. And then eventually I've seen as well more girls taking over (laughs) the weight section at the gym, which is so refreshing. 
Yeah, it was the same at the gym that I used to. So I, the gym I started at three years ago, you know, when I first started going into the free weights, there was hardly any girts in there at all. And it was really intimidating. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it was quite a small area as well. So, you know, it's literally like all eyes on you if you're walking in there. Yeah. Um, but you kind of just have to go with it. And then, as I said, I had my friend and she was really confident. So she didn't, you know, she didn't care at all if there was people staring or, you know, and she was the only girl in the free weights so that really helped me and then eventually you'd see more girls in there as well which is great to see and then people actually are very focused on their own thing too like yeah, once you start you know, doing it properly you also realize that you don't really care about what other people are doing exactly. either you just think that people are looking at you and like thinking oh god what's she doing in here but people yeah. don't actually care that no. much about you <laughs> and I've had like a couple of well once I like kind of I messed up like big time and I kind of mm-hmm. laughed a bit at myself. It was it was quite awkward, but at the end of the day, I don't think anyone really thinks of that. And I mean, people, you know, everyone started at some point. So, you know, they'll, mm. they'll know how it was like when they first started out. It's like the same with me now, you know. If I see someone someone struggling with something, I, I would never think like, oh my God, what an idiot. I'd be like, oh, I remember when I was like that. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, people don't actually care as much as you always think they do. <laughs> yeah, it goes for all areas of life, I think, actually. Yes, <laughs> and this last time around, when you sort of really started training, you said mm-hmm. that it fairly quickly switched from being about weight loss to gaining strength. Yeah. What do you think made your brain switch over its focus? It got to a point where I've lost a bit of weight and I was quite happy with my body again. Um, and then you know, kind of, if you're into, like, the whole strength training or or gym life in general, there's kind of, you know, two ways that you can look at it, either on, like, a physique level, so, you know, bodybuilding and, like, competing in in bodybuilding or strength kind of side, and the whole physique side never really appeared to me that much. Um, The whole idea of purely training for your physique, I found it more enjoyable to set myself strength goals rather than physique goals yeah with that obviously it, it just got more about gaining strength and feeling strong and I think just the the general feeling strong like that feeling is just amazing you know if you set yourself a goal like I want to be able to you know squat 100 kilos and um, when you actually get there and you feel you know I've actually become so much stronger it's just an amazing feeling and I think mm. that's just for me personally a lot more valuable than or you know I've got visible apps or whatever definitely usually the ideal is to be well the ideal is impossible it's being all things at once but typically (laughs) people are told to not be bulky or not look bulky because that would be a horrible thing um do you have any comments on that oh do you know what it really really triggers me like Mm. yeah at the gym that I used to go to there was a course once like a seminar for for girls and the name of it was how to get slim without getting too bulky and I lost it (laughs) yeah I was raging I was like how can you actually have a seminar caught like that it's like it's funny because like how you know if you started running right and you're like oh I better not run too fast because you know I don't want to just like break the world record Mm. you would never think that but people seem to think oh if I start 
lifting any sort of resistance, you know, any sort of heavier weight, then I'm just going to wake up one day and be completely jacked. And that's just not true. It's like, I don't really understand the whole thought process behind it because, you know, you're not just going to wake up one day and be jacked. It takes a lot of work, especially, especially for women, because, you know, we have different um metabolisms and you know we have we are naturally from like a kind of evolution point we are bound to have a bit more body fat than men because you know you're you're supposed to have children and you know protect them with with your body fat really so it's really hard to change your body composition it's not like you know you're gonna start training and lifting weights and then you're just gonna be muscly also the whole thing of you know, muscles are, are muscular and not feminine. It's like, who mm. actually decided this? Yeah, it's it's frustrating. Um, and, you know, I get my fair share of comments um, or like, you know, people sliding into your DMs and things like that, um, commenting on how, how muscular or how bulky you look or not just even strangers, you know, even friends and family, you get the odd comment about, or make sure you don't get too muscly. It's like, what does, what does that even mean, too muscly? You know, it's yeah. like... And it's like, what what would happen? Like, what is a dangerous yeah. thing that would happen if you get too muscly? Exactly. <laughs> I'd like to know. Why, like, what is it to you? Like, you know, it's it's my body. And no matter if you want to lose weight or you want to gain weight or you want to change your body composition, you want to get muscly, you want to lose muscle, it, it doesn't matter. Whatever you want to do, it's your body. So you should be able to do it. Muscle weighs more than fat, right? The thing is, like, obviously, you can't really say one thing weighs more than than the other. You know, a kilo of fat is a, and a kilo of, of yeah. muscle is the same. The thing is that, obviously, the fat in your body takes up more space. So, yeah, so in, in that aspect, yeah, if you have the same size of body but it's made out of muscle it will weigh more than if Mm -hmm. it was made out of of fat so it's got higher density I suppose Mm -hmm. and if you gain a lot of strength and you build muscle a lot of people would find that their body weight as in the number on the scale would go up and Mm -hmm. um, we spoke about going in with the goal of maybe weight loss and then switching over to strength but have you still found that sometimes just thinking about like weight and weighing yourself, is that something that can be triggering too? And is that something you've had to reframe your thinking on? Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. And that's something I struggled with massively. So I've always, you know, as I said, growing up, I was always a bit chubby. So I absolutely hated weighing myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I was literally just like, you know, you hear that from quite a lot of people, literally just like scared of their scales because you didn't really want to face what they would tell you. And you just put so much emphasis on, you know, your body weight. Um, and then when I started losing weight, um, I don't think I ever got to a point where I was like really obsessive with weighing myself. I would never weigh myself like every single day. But it was definitely something that I put a lot of emphasis on. And, you know, I just obviously wanted to lose body weight in terms of the figure on the scales going down. Um, and when I got to the point where the focus kind of switched to gaining strength, obviously I would then put on weight um, and that was something that I struggled with massively at the beginning, because obviously in my head, I was like, you know, you spent all of this time and energy losing weight and now you're just putting it on again. But obviously it's it takes a bit of a mental switch to then go, but it's good because if I'm putting on weight, it means that I'm getting stronger and getting stronger is what I want to do. 
So you have to kind of switch that focus from the scale and the weight on the scale to, you know, what you want to achieve and what your goals are in terms of your strength. Absolutely. Now I really only weigh myself because obviously I have, for my sports, I have to be in a specific weight class. So that's really the only reason I weigh myself. If it wasn't for that, if I didn't have to be in a specific weight class, I probably would Yeah, no, totally. I've also heard other powerlifters talk about how there's such a diverse range of body types and the focus is really only on how much weight you can lift as opposed to what people look like. Definitely, definitely. As I said at the beginning, you know, there's so many different body types and like personalities and people in in the powerlifting community. And like, yeah, you still want to stick to your weight class. But other than that, it doesn't matter at all what you look like. A topic that I think we're both quite interested in as well is nutrition. Mm -hmm. And you follow a plant-based diet, but Mm -hmm. somehow you're still strong. Could you explain how that works to people that might be baffled by it or that there are people that, you know, that just don't think that's possible. So obviously, you know, you are alive and you're doing what you're doing. But could you explain a little bit about how you make it work? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. Like you hear that quite a lot. People are surprised that you can build muscle on a vegan diet and, you know, People think that all vegans are really weak and like scrawny or um, mm. skinny, um, which is obviously not the case. Um, if I, if you want to build muscle, there's kind of two main things. Um, first of all, be protein intake. So, you know, obviously protein is, is what helps us build muscle um, in the first place. So you have to make sure that you get enough protein in your diet. And I know that obviously, you know, tracking calories and macros is not for everyone. And I'm not saying everyone who wants to achieve this has to do that, but just have a general understanding of how much protein you take in. For me, as a kind of rule, I kind of use a protein source in every single meal. So, you know, breakfast, lunch, dinner and snack. And if you if you keep to that, you don't necessarily have to actually track your macros, but you definitely have to make sure that you get enough protein. And then another thing that I think quite a lot of people forget how important it is as well is you, you have to eat, like you have to eat a lot. Um, if you want to build muscle, you have to fuel your body. So you have to eat in a calorie surplus. Like, yeah, if you're a beginner in lifting and, you know, you're not really, you're really new to it, you might get away with building muscle even if you're in a calorie deficit. But in general, you have to be in a surplus in order to to build muscle. So you have to eat a lot, especially kind of the last probably four or five months. I've I've had just you know I've just increased my my food intake, and I've seen massive changes in my body in terms of muscle gain. Um, so I think those two things are definitely the the main parts, and you know. You could achieve that on a vegan diet as much as you can on any other diet. Um, yeah. So it, being vegan shouldn't stop you from from building muscle at all. You just have to know your protein sources and just make sure that you get them and then you just have to eat enough. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think that like if you want to, so when we say macros, we mean macronutrients, so yeah. um, fat, protein and carbohydrates. Yeah. But yeah, typically if you are eating enough and sort of eating a varied amount of foods, you would usually hit your protein targets. And then of course, if you're lifting or training or well, if you're an athlete, really, you would need a bit more. But for the average person, you don't really need yeah. to think about it too much. Even I know, I know vegans who 
you know, I asked them what they what they eat on a, on a regular basis, and there's hardly any protein in it. So you need mm. to you do need to make sure that you get that. But you can it, it's easily achievable on a vegan diet. Yeah, and what are some of your favorite protein sources? So I personally um, prefer soy based protein. So anything from like tofu, tempeh, and like you know the soy based meat substitutes that you get I really like you know like the kind of fake chicken bits and stuff like that Mm. that you get Um, and then I also I also take vegan protein powder so um, I just put that in my porridge in the morning for example or you know I've got loads of recipes on my website and on my Instagram like if I have a snack in the afternoon I would always make sure that it has some protein in it like a homemade protein brownie or something like that Mm. or even just a store-bought protein bar but yeah usually um it'd be some sort of soy-based protein that I have. Yeah, they're so, it's so versatile too in terms of how you can cook it. Exactly, and then it's got a full amino acid profile. Yeah. I don't want to get too sciencey about <laughs> it. A lot of the plant-based proteins lack certain amino acids, so you need to make sure that you combine different protein sources to get the full amino acid profile. But for soy-based proteins, it's actually one of the only ones that has all of the amino acids in it. Yeah, and I think, is it hemp protein is another one? Yeah. But yeah, typically if you eat a, va- a wide um, range of plants, you would you would sort of hit all your different amino acid yeah. targets as well. Yeah. And yeah, some other sources, if you can't have soy, would be, you know, beans, lentils. Um, mm-hmm. What else? There's seitan, which is a gluten-based one, which is quite yeah. nice too. Um, and then most fruit and veg will have some protein in it, but of course, like you wouldn't look as broccoli. Like but broccoli shouldn't be your main protein source, but it does have some protein in it too. Yeah, so it, exactly. It adds up. It it all adds up, and even just like bread or like pasta and things like mm. that, you know, they have a decent amount of protein in yeah, them. Yeah, I always forget, and then I'll see on a label, and I'm like, oh, that's a lot of protein for a serving. So. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, it's definitely achievable. It's definitely not the case that, you know, you you struggle to get your protein on a vegan Absolutely. diet. And you've got so many like amazing recipes. I'll definitely link that as well so that people can check them out. But yeah, it's always mouth-watering snacks and oh. then more savory <laughs> stuff as well. And yeah, do you have any advice for people that would want to start lifting then? So if people that haven't really done it before, we spoke a bit about just getting into the gym if you're intimidated, but Mm -hmm. um, some initial steps before, you know, becoming a competitive lifter, but just some things (laughs) that people could do if they're interested. Yeah, so I think in general, obviously, um, as we said already, um, if you if it's just in terms of starting to go to the gym, a training partner can really help to motivate you and you know give you confidence and also help with accountability. And then I think the main the main thing for me is, um, and I think it's probably for everyone that you need to find something that you actually enjoy doing. You know, you don't have to do tons of cardio because you you think that that's how you lose weight if that's your goal. And if you're not enjoying it, you know, there's no point in sticking to or trying to stick to something if you're not enjoying it. And the most, yeah. I think the most important thing for, you know, being consistent is that you're passionate about what you do. Um, and that probably goes, again, it goes for kind of all areas in life, really. Yeah. But, you know, just because you think, you know, running on a treadmill or whatever it is, is what you have to do to get in shape you know if you're not enjoying it there's no point because you're not going to stick to it if you're not enjoying it so I think that would be like one of my main kind of general um things to say to people you know find something that you're passionate about and if it's lifting or you think 
you know, weightlifting or powerlifting might be something that you could be passionate about. Um, one of the the best things to go about it is either get a coach or get a program. You know, you don't have to get a, a one-to-one coach, but maybe just get an online program or, you know, follow some sort of program that you actually have a plan to come into the gym and you know what you're doing. Because I think one of the biggest things is, you know, if you go in and you don't actually know what you're doing, you're just going to end up doing the things that you're comfortable doing and that you already know. Yeah. So if you have a plan or program that you can stick to, um, you can just go in and, and work your way through it, um, which for me definitely helped. Um, there's lots of um, communities and, and gyms that are specific to strength training, um, not just in Edinburgh, but any any city really. So if, if that's what you're wanting to try, wherever you are in the world, just have a little Google and see what kind of powerlifting specific gyms are, are out there in your city and just, just go just go along. I mean, yeah, it can be intimidating maybe at the beginning, but people are usually absolutely lovely. So that's that's what I would do. I would just Google and see what's out there and just go to a kind of strength, more strength training specific gym and just, just chat to people. Thank you. Yeah, that's some great tips for me I really like it but I don't have the time or well, I don't make the time sometimes when I'm at uni and I just can't be like as consistent but my goal isn't to compete at least not at the yeah. moment so I'm just kind of trying to do it you know because I enjoy it and then it doesn't matter too much if you're not you know progressing lots or if you have to take a break and stuff as long as you're doing yeah. like we say what, what you're passionate about Absolutely. and what you enjoy competing is not for everyone I know a lot of people who train that way but don't never actually competed mm. Yeah, as I said, it's just about kind of finding something that you're passionate about and that you enjoy sticking to and then it becomes less of a chore. Like I get asked quite a lot, how do I motivate myself to to go and train? Usually, you know, when things are normal and offices and gyms are open, yeah. I would get up I get up at five AM most mornings to go to the gym before work. So I would be at the gym for six in the morning and people are like, How do you do it? Like how do you motivate yourself to get out of bed? But for me, it's not, you know, I don't have to force myself out of bed. I literally just jump out of bed because I'm excited to go train because it's just something that, you know, I love doing. So, um, and exactly. I think if you can find something like that, whatever it is for you, you know, it doesn't have to be powerlifting. It could be Pilates or yoga or running or whatever. You just have to find that that's something that you're passionate about. Oh, that's brilliant. And I will be linking all of this in the description, etc. But if people would like to connect with you, find you, and maybe also use your meal prepping service, how would they go about doing that? Yeah, so the easiest way is just to um, follow my Instagram. So it's just Plant Park Prep UK. And I've got um, a website as well, which is just plantpartprep.co.uk. Um, and a Facebook page as well, which is just Plant Park Prep as well. If you want to get in touch with me, um, either just DM me on my Instagram or send me an email. And I, I do have a training specific Instagram as well. So if it's more about the the way I train and if you want to see, you know, my progress in training, then go follow my private Instagram, which is just Plant Powered Chris. But yeah, I'm always happy to to just chat through, you know, how you could change your training or could change your diet or literally anything. Like I'm always happy to chat to people and and give them some advice. Before finishing off, this podcast is called What I Didn't Learn in Medical School. Mm -hmm. Um, So is there something that you think would be good for doctors to be aware of so that they can tell their patients or just something in general that you think should be focused that isn't usually? I think it's for me, it's more the other around something that I think should 
you know, doctors should stop putting so much emphasis on. Mm-hmm. Um, I was thinking about this, obviously, before we, we recorded this. And I thought it's for me, it's, I think it's more about I think doctors, I wish doctors would stop putting so much emphasis on your BMI, mm. you know, like your body mass index, because um, it's frustrating if doctors just use someone's BMI to, you know, to determine if they're healthy or not, because it doesn't take into account body composition. It doesn't, you know, take into account muscle mass or anything like that. So that's definitely something I would, I would wish all doctors knew or, you know, would stop putting so much, so much emphasis on. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. And I think even BMI was sort of invented to be used on a large population scale in research studies and so on. But now mm-hmm. it's being used on the individual level, which, like you say, exactly. isn't is rarely helpful, to be honest. So, yeah, exactly. no, that's great. Hopefully some people uh, have listened and taken <laughs> that advice on board. <laughs> Such a great conversation. I can't wait to listen back yeah. to everything. I think there's been oh, some really I'm good really stuff in there. Work. Well, I'm glad you think that. No, I really enjoyed it. That was a good chat. And yeah, anyone who's listening to this, um, if they want to chat through anything or have questions, you know, it doesn't have to be about my meat prep business, just anything in training or anything in general. I'm always happy to help. And that's our episode. How cool isn't Chris? Be sure to follow her socials for lots of recipe inspo and other great content. Remember to follow at Woodlands for staying up to date and give me feedback. So if you enjoyed what you heard, please take a moment to share with friends and family so that more people can learn from my content. And again, head over to lindadales.com forward slash Woodlands 11 for the show notes for this episode, which should be an interesting read. You might also want to listen to episodes 5 and 7 about the relationship between health and weight dealt with much more at length there. But for now, I hope you have a lovely rest of the day and thank you so much for listening.